today I had a really good conversation with a good friend of mine, Caleb Jones. We talked about religion and spirituality, as well as uh, getting into some more political topics near the end about what's going on in Ukraine. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. And uh, if you care to do so, don't forget to leave a review on Spotify. Thank you. Are we recording? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Cool. This is my friend, Caleb. Hi, guys. I'm Kyle's friend. (laughs) So we're talking about like our different worldviews, I guess. Not different. How we were like brought up. Yeah. Yeah. How we were raised. Because something that you understand with worldviews is that, number one, everybody has their own view of the world, right? Right. And everybody lived their own experience with their parents, most likely. Yeah. That's the... And your parents kind of make your worldview. Yeah, for sure. In a way. Yeah. So then you reach the point where you have to, like, decide how much of it is yours. Yeah. How much of it is... Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Um, and, yeah, we, we were raised pretty similarly. Yeah. Um, we were both raised in uh, religion, Christianity. Right. Or, Seventh-day Adventist, specific. Pretty conservative Christianity. Yeah. Definitely on the conservative side. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm talking, I was not allowed to watch Spongebob growing up. I don't mm. know about you. Yeah, it was a little more... Okay, now that I'm looking back, maybe not as conservative as you. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I mean, I was allowed to watch Spongebob, all, like, the kids programming. I mean, my dad watched Alien with my sister when she was eight. So like, that's kind of like a running joke in my family. Slight difference. Yeah, Yeah, a slight difference. But like, when it came down to like theology, um, like for instance, the thing that makes the Seventh-day Adventist faith unique is the keeping of the Sabbath, we call, we refer to as the Sabbath in our religion. Dude, it's literally a crazy experience because for me, I have gained an entire day. Like that, like for me, that day like has been sanctioned off kind of. Mm-hmm. I've gained a whole day. It's it's a weird experience. Oh, yeah. As right. far as as far as like not keeping this out right. anymore. And that and that goes to like the the discussion of the Sabbath within the church is so like it's a pretty hot topic. Yeah. Um, because you know, in the Bible, it's in the Ten Commandments to remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Um, basically no one in your household should work, you shouldn't work. Right? It's a day to rest. And to, you know, remember God, worship God, right? And so that's like the whole discussion in our faith is what's classified as work, right? Yeah. I mean, and you see that with early Judaism, like they would only walk a certain number of steps a day because if they walked anymore, that was considered work, right? <laughs> Dude, so- <laughs> I, I know the fellow who made that rule. <laughs> He's got his wife oh. telling him, come on, we got to go. No, no, no. no. <laughs> uh, the Lord said I can only walk 12 steps today, Dude, I got to say. And there's like, I mean... Uh, What's interesting to me is like there's certain like Jewish uh, there's certain like kitchen appliances that are manufactured by Jewish families, and there's like ovens with like Sabbath features, so you can set the oven to turn on at this time on Saturday, so you don't have to turn on the oven because it's considered work. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like there's stuff like, like that, dude. <sighs> so like that was, um, that's a big thing in our church. Um, is like the keeping of the Sabbath and what that meant. Now growing up. My parents were like, we need to keep the Sabbath. We need to respect it. Um, and But as a kid, and the way they present it too, it doesn't help. But the way 
it looks as a kid is like, okay, this is a day where I can't do all sorts of stuff that I like to do, right? Like I can't play video games or I can't, you know, I can't yeah. watch certain TV. Like that's exactly. what it became. And so you're counting down the hours until sunset on Sabbath when Sabbath ends. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. literally, it's like literally like three minutes of school <laughs> on Friday and you're checking your clock. Okay. Holy shit. <laughs> I gotta make the most time of my sap of my of my Friday right. before I have to get locked down into religion. Right. I mean, this is like if we're talking, you know, reasons why I got out of religion. These are major reasons. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you can raise a, like someone in something this strict. Like it's obvious I'm I'm going to reject that. Right. Well, and and my because I'm still like a part of the faith. Um, it's, yeah. I'm still growing in that, and I'm still making it i'm trying to make it my own right not yeah. make it what my parents i mean i'm not saying i'm rejecting everything my parents said but i gotta learn that on my own right yeah um and, and so what the sabbath has become for me now is not a day of what i can't do but just a day to rest in general because i mean we live in a world we live in such a fast-paced world where we're constantly consuming something like yeah we, uh, we're literally workaholics. Like we work so much, we, we're constantly consuming content, and I and I th- really think that has a negative effect on our brains. And I think science shows that too. Yeah. No. I mean, it's just become the norm that yeah. humans are work machines, dude. Yeah. Like, like, dude. Like, you talk to people. Like, I had a guy tell me, like, uh, it was, it was, what's his name, Mr. T. Mr. T. <laughs> guy in my school. He was like, he's like, no, you're doing good. You're a functioning member of society. As if this was the stamp. As long as I'm holding down a job, Mm -hmm. working and making money, that makes me a good person. And I I just, I just was like, you, you don't get it. Yeah, that's not humans aren't work. That's not our role. That's not like our purpose is to just work. But that's just like, I mean, that's what it's become. Is like you want to be successful, you have to put in the work. You have to put in the grit for it. Yeah. And so we're constantly trying to reach that. And we're just constantly consuming. Well, this is just part of humans. Humans are like always after something, right? Right. We we're chasing these highs, but as soon as we reach this high, we want the we're next reaching thing. for the next thing. We want the next thing. <laughs> how it always is. Yeah. That's actually what Buddha teaches: is to to remove desire, right? Yeah. To to remove desire mm-hmm. and quiet the want of the human. Yeah. I I think that's just. Really I think that's a really concept. interesting concept too. Yeah. So like for me, I'm not. I don't resent religion at all. I don't. I don't see a problem with anybody who's in religion, right. who's practicing it. I don't like the fact that that, like I, I just want to look at all my options. My my answer is I don't know what the answer is, but yeah. I want to be able to look at every option. I'm learning more Hinduism and Taoism right now. Dude, I think that's so fair because like <clears throat> you think you think of yourself and you think of how many people there are in this world, how many yeah. people who've lived in the past yeah there's like, eight like eight billion people right to, and for <laughs> in my mind for someone to say that they have the answer the you're truth. crazy mm-hmm. yeah like if if someone's telling you that for sure this is what happens yeah they're wrong right. we've seen this time and time again <laughs> yeah, we have but another thing people need to realize is that the counter part which i think the counter to religion as as your worldview is is materialism yeah these people who try to make the money and do the grind dude you're not taking any of that shit with you no you're not all of this means nothing 
your your numbers in your bank account, the the paper you have, like like it, in my mind, religion is better because at least it gives people a, a sense of okay, Purpose. I need to, I need to treat people with some sort of respect, right? But I, I just, as far as religion goes, I don't like the fear mongering yeah. into making people right respect each other. No, I and show love to each other. Yeah. Well, I like the point you brought up with like there are people who follow religion and there's people who like get at their grind like they yeah they're trying to become successful. The the worst combination is the ones who are in both who are involved in religion to get the paycheck. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, dude! They're like uh, you know, and this is where it gets to the point where you have to look at the cult aspect. Yeah, of it. exactly. Yeah, dude. Eighth grade trip to Washington D.C. When I when were you there? No, I no. didn't go. We walked through the conference building. The oh, like the, the G.C. Conference? conference building. Yeah, I'm looking at BMWs and Mercedes parked outside. Really? I'm looking Dude. at fancy suits. <laughs> I'm looking at a fancy <laughs> ass building. I'm I'm looking at people who are filling their pockets and telling people they're helping. Right. And I and I remember I was disgusted. I'm like, this should be the most basic ass building with people here <laughs> working and Ten putting room. this money right. into helping, helping people. If help. you're really about it, this tax is people giving their money to for the good. Right. It's, like the tithe that people give. Yeah. That's going and so, to like in my mind, someone got a hold of religion. Mm-hmm. Oh, make them give me ten percent of their money. Right. Holy shit, that's so smart. Right. I mean, the Catholics have been doing it for. <laughs> They've been doing it the longest. <laughs> no, if, if dude, no, Catholics are, oh. but you can't look at Catholic history and Catholic present with their priests. They literally sent a pedophile to the Vatican after he couldn't go to any other churches in the United oh, really? States because he had touched all the kids oh, at every place. He had he had offenses at every place. He couldn't go anywhere, so they sent him to the Vatican. He works at the Vatican or whatever he, he does. He got a promotion. Oh my he collected the rings like Thanos. He collected the rings. Oh, dude, it's so bad, man. Yeah, I don't know. And so that, so like, I, I just, I understand. Like, I look at these aspects of religion and yeah. I understand why so many people push away from it so right. much. No, and I, I definitely get that too. And that's something that I've, um, that I've been thinking about is like, what, what am I going to do with my money? If I'm like involved in the church and, uh, and th- the biblical model is like, which I actually read this recently in the Bible. And I didn't realize that it came from this was giving like the, the, the tithe model, like giving 10% of what you make, giving that to the church. Yeah. And that comes from, that comes from a story with Jacob, I, fr- I believe, but I forget the details of it, but I know it has something to do with Jacob. And so that's where the tithe comes from. And it was with early Israel too, and mm. the formation as a nation. But, um, like giving my tithe and what that should be going to support, right? Because yeah. like what you said, like I, I can give my 10% faithfully and these people, these high church executives can spend it. However, I mean, they're the ones making decisions yeah, for how it's being spent, right? It's, <laughs> like, it's crazy. And obviously like they, they help with leadership of the church and all that, but how much of that's getting used for the good? How much of that's getting used for what it needs to be used for? Um, and that's definitely something I've been thinking about and, something we can always improve at. Um, because if you're, if you're trying to sp- spread the love of Christ, who, yeah. who, who is this model of a servant, that's why, I mean, Jesus was like the ultimate servant. Yeah. And, and, and how he for everyone people. listening, Jesus is a historical figure. Yeah. It's not, 
the the Jesus aspect of the Bible is true. It, it's historical. There's historical writing of him. Mm-hmm. He existed. Whether you think he, he was hung divine. on the cross and died, okay. Right. Whether you believe he's divine or not is up to you. Right. The the story is real. Right. And and so like. You look at what he did and everything he did was a cert like he was just the ultimate servant. And then you look at how we live our lives. None of us are going to come close to that, but we can definitely make attempts to become more like him. Um, yeah. But right. Like you, you see the people at the, the general conference and they're driving all these nice cars. It's like, is that really like, what are people thinking? Like I, what was young Kyle thinking when he saw that? Like you have to, you have to look at what image you're setting too. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I just kind of, the way I see religion is a, uh, it's a good story. Like I, like mm-hmm. the, the message I think has, you know, a really good meaning for a lot of people. It creates a, a sense of, you know, I have to be better. Let, let me do more good than harm. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it, it does a lot of good for people, but right. I, I think there's a lot of old ideology. Oh, ideologies. Ideology, yeah. Yeah. Like the the figure of a god in a sense on a throne. I think I think these are things that yes, this is the imagery that he may have seen, but at the time, of course he's gonna see that. They're living in in that's King what the and culture Kingdom era. That, yeah. That's what the culture was. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that shapes what you as, see. As as we progress and as we evolve our, our our consciousness is evolving. Our, our mentalities are evolving. Yeah. I, I personally think that, that spirituality is kind of like, like, I guess a, a different sense of religion, like same values, but mm. less of the, the story. Yeah. Well, not necessarily the story, but less of the old ideology. Oh, okay. Could you elaborate a little bit more on that? Yeah, so I, I feel like I get what you're saying. The, I mean, I just kind of think of it as far as as far as how my thoughts have been shifting. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I've been like, I started listening to podcasts, which is the reason why I st- I wanted to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, just listening to whatever I want while I'm working yeah. was huge for me. And it kind of like ignited this, this want to learn, which is unfortunate. I wish I would have had this when I was actually in fucking school. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like my dumb old self <laughs> took it all for granted. And now I'm, I'm having to work every day. I literally fucking paint eight, 10 hours a day, but all I'm doing is listening to podcasts. Right. So I started, I started cause I kind of had a fascination for UFOs and aliens because it's really fucking fun stuff to listen to. Right. Yeah. It gets my brain going. Mm-hmm. So I well, you're Peyton, man. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Listen to all these stories about aliens and UFOs. I found this podcast called point of convergence. Mm-hmm. And this guy is, he basically looks at all of the data, alien encounters, near death experiences. Yeah. You know, um, like medians, um, you know, all of it and looks at it like from a broad perspective. And he basically described like, um, I guess, like an evolution of consciousness of of like how we think, like how, like kind of how we see the world. And I forget exactly. I I could probably pull it up. We can pause so I can find it. I want what well, I want to ask you this if if that's okay. Will you look at that? Yeah. Um, because I listened to the first podcast and I, I was wondering, like, like what is your definition of consciousness? Because okay. I don't really know okay, how so, to define that. You know what I mean? Let me. Okay. So, 
I started basically questioning my religion mm -hmm. when I started like really looking, I started with politics. Yeah. Right? I wanted to get a really real understanding of what was happening because I'm sick of, yeah, of hearing stuff saying. and not knowing what to say. <laughs> so I just was collecting data mm -hmm. about politics. And then I started to look at, you know, religion and, and I've always, this has been a buildup for years. I've always felt like, you know, religion talks about, um, like, the wrong things like they're always arguing if women should be ordained oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. like you know i've been kind of questioning religion right. for a while and so i had to like step out of religion and and kind of say okay i don't want to associate with this anymore i i want to step away and gain and, some more and, information and look at all of my options yeah right i don't know right now right i'm gonna look at everything <laughs> i have i i do have a sense that there is something more right right mm -hmm. this is this is just a sense i feel for someone to tell me that we are nothing, the nihilists out there, that, that we're just evolved from a rat and nothing. Like, <laughs> okay, you might be, dude. I'm something more, man. <laughs> like, you might just be some animal. That's fine. You can think that. But, man, like, I just feel like. There's got to be something. Like, more. look at look at yourself from your eyes, but but picture what's behind it. What is, what is the energy that comes, like, through us? What, like. You and I eat the same things, yet, you know, I might get super energetic or different or be super yeah. energetic. You you might be like a little more relaxed or whatever, <laughs> vice versa. Like you right. look at all these people, yeah. like looking at like say my cousins, for example. One of them is hyper, always talking, the other one is quiet and and does whatever. Where does that energy come from? What yeah. is that? What are these driving factors? And so I, I kind of look at myself as as there's a body. And then there's whatever you want to call it, soul, spirit, spirit yeah. consciousness. There's something more. Okay. That's what you mean. Okay. That's yeah. what I mean. That, that it's the separation of mind and body. Okay. Yeah. So not like, <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I, that's a good definition of it. That's better than that's what actually, I came up with. <laughs> that's actually what I see this piece of art to mean. Who did this? This is Hellenistic art <clears throat> from like... This is how like it was actually made, or this is what it is now. Do you know what I mean? Like, um, I think it's how it was made. Okay, but <laughs> why? Did, why is this yet. significant to you? Like, I don't know. Just the the crack in between, kind of the separation of the mind and body. Oh, I see. Yeah, that is kind of cool. So, um, back to what you were saying with like, well, you were looking. You want to look up the alien thing, right? Oh, the UFO thing. Yeah, his consciousness. I didn't talk about scale. That. He basically now this is just someone's okay. What, someone's what take people on have it. to understand is everything's made up by humans. <laughs> yeah. Okay, literally everything. We all interpret Whether you something. want like, dude, it's it's all made up by humans, same as you. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you if you realize that fact, you can understand that. Okay, maybe there are aspects of this that are right. Right. But maybe the the collective of it has come from the human who was writing it. So the 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 flaws in humans. Right. There are clearly flaws in humans. Yeah. Okay. So we have to understand those. Mm -hmm. Right. Whoever whoever like the human that was writing the Bible. Right. Mm -hmm. Whoever was translating the Bible. Right. How easy it is is it to slip whatever you slip a word, slip a letter. Here, <laughs> so like. You know, that's right. just kind of how I have, that's how I've started to look at things. Dude, and, and that's, that's so funny that you brought that up because that brings me to something I've been um, trying to look more into is uh, the discovery of the Dead Sea Scrolls in the, let's see, I think it was the, I think it was the 40s. But basically, 
and I don't know. I don't know the area. Okay, I'm not as good at my geography as I should be. I'm sorry. Um, but you're definitely <laughs> way better than I am. I know it's somewhere in the Middle East, but I don't know what country. I'm sorry. But uh, I guess there were these boys who were like throwing rocks at these little caves, and they heard some pottery crack right from them throwing rocks, and they immediately thought it was treasure. So they they go in, they climb up the rock face into these caves, and they find all these old scrolls, um, which were like basically the oldest manuscripts that we have of the Bible, which were written. Um, I think they dated them to like 300 BC. Holy shit! Some of the oldest really ones. Really old. Yeah. Um, but I think the funniest part of that story is I think they sold them to like some archaeologists for like 200 bucks at the time but like they're worth way more they're worth like way more than that i think that's right Yikes. don't don't pull me on that but that's tough. um so when they discovered that they discovered uh every book of the every book in the modern bible they found in the dead sea scrolls except for one book which was the book of esther but what was even more interesting is they found um uh, copies of the Apocrypha, like some of the lost books of the Bible, quote unquote. Have you not heard of this? No. So um, there are people who uh, they believe the Apocrypha is like should be a part of the Bible. There are these there are these other books, the lost books of the Bible, they call them, that should be a part of the modern Bible, but they're not. But they found them with all these Dead Sea Scrolls, and, and I've been I've been I've been looking into like okay, I'm a Christian. I got to give you guys some background for this, but I'm a Christian, right? I'm basically devoting my life to this book. Yeah. If I'm devo- if I'm devoting my life to this book, gotta I, I got to sure find I got to make sure it's devo- It's good. It's right book. Right. <laughs> I, like if it's not right if it's you're not right book, your, I'm, <laughs> you're putting your soul on a book. If it's not a right book, like I shouldn't be reading the book. Yeah, so, exactly. Um so that's why that's what led me to looking into the Dead Sea Scrolls and everything. Which version of the book are you, are you Do I read? Yeah. Uh I read New King James. Uh just cuz like from what I've heard and from what I've looked into it's the closest english translation to what we know right um a lot of people get really upset if you read like a newer translation i don't that doesn't really bother me but for study purposes and for like if you're if you're doing like a word study on a specific word or term yeah well the oldest i think if you look at the bible kind of as a poetry aspect yeah a lot of people a lot of it a lot of people look into it that way like dude i have a verse of the bible tattooed on That's Which one is reason. it? Proverbs or whatever? Yeah. Anger and hatred stir up strife, but love covers all offenses. That's a good verse, dude. Um, but yeah, that, that led me into looking into the origin. Like, what's the oldest thing we can find that relates to the Bible, basically, as it being historical and a historical book? And so that led me to the Dead Sea Scrolls, finding the Apocrypha. And I'm like, whoa, there are these lost books of the Bible, dude. Yeah, that's cool. Like, that's cool. I've never read them. What? I've never, I mean, I'm starting to like look into them, but uh, I've never, I, I found this out like a couple of days ago. Like, <laughs> it's a recent thing. And so I'm like, okay, what makes this not a part of the modern Bible? Like, yeah. what, is it when it was written or are they like attempts to try to be put in the place of the Bible? Like, what are they? Yeah. I'm still discovering that. I'm still finding out about that. But that's just something like, whoa, like I was never told that as a kid. Right. Like when we were yeah. raising church, when we were going to uh, Sunday school, Sabbath school, what we call it, like no one ever told us about that. And uh, yeah, I, I'm just I'm kind of I'm kind of with the same thing as you, just not to the point you're at. But I'm just looking into more of like the origins of yeah. my faith, because it, when it comes down to it, it's like if I'm going to follow this faith in my whole life, I better 
I better yeah. put some good research into it. Yeah. Because the last thing I want is to become, you know, ignorant and become old. And I'm like, whoa, like I've been following the wrong jazz for a long time. Yeah. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, but that that's just kind of my journey right now. Yeah. And well, I mean, for me, I think it's kind of like, it's the way that my parents put it. It's the way that they presented their findings. That matters a it lot. It wasn't, it's not, it's not. Hey, this is how we think things could be. Mm. You know, we we really like this this belief of the of Jesus who lived came and lived this perfect life. Right. You know, we want to look to him, right, as a guide. He's he's the one who has shown us. You know, this is this is what humans should be. Mm. Right. A lot of people are are looking. Uh, you know, look within themselves. You know, what is the meaning of life? What what am I? What, yeah. is, what is my purpose? Right. I feel like everybody's life is kind of a journey for them to figure out what they're doing. Right. And so people are looking to this God aspect. That would have been a good. They they came at it from the angle of God is always watching. <laughs> Don't you better behave, boy. <laughs> You know, like Santa. read your Bible. You better read your Bible. You're gonna burn in hell. Do you know what hell's like? <laughs> I mean, this, do you know what it's like? This is an exaggeration, okay? Yeah, this is not like I'm not. <laughs> but that's kind of like that's kind of like what I have to what I've taken away. It was out of a fear. Yeah, model. It's, it's yeah, and it's not. It's these aren't. This isn't how my parents would talk to me about it. Right. This is how their actions are. Right. As a kid, I'm like, yo. Mom, my friends have this game called Pokemon. Can I play this game called Pokemon? It's really fun. I want to play with these little cute animals. Pokemon. No, Kyle. Pokemon is the devil. What the fuck? <laughs> no, you can't play this game. That's the devil. I'm like, dude. Like, what do you think that's going to do right. to a kid? Right. No, mom. I'm going to play this game anyway. And this game is not the devil. You are a tripping. You, you, like, what the fuck are you on? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I, I downloaded the game anyway and played it. <laughs> I was like, you are crazy. You right. know, this is just as a kid. Yeah. Like I knew this stuff. Right. And I still read my Bible. I still studied it. Right. I've right. still, I, I, you know, believed in it. Mm-hmm. Right. I have up until the point where I, I kind of started looking at, you know, looking for information myself. I kind of had to step back. Right. But it's just, it's a crazy like it's it's hard, dude. It's hard to make that choice, right? Because like for me to make to that choice, back. I'm basically dapping up Satan and joining the other oh, side. Oh, I see. You what know you're what saying. I'm saying? Yeah. Like, to, like to, that's to what religion back. wants you to believe, and that's the aspect that I don't like. Right. Like for me to even have an interest in something else to my parents, it's going to be horrifying. Yeah. Like I haven't I haven't had this discussion yet. I don't like it's going to be an uncomfortable d- discussion. Right. They're going to tell me. Kyle, you're going to go to hell. And I'm going to be like, oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) No, man, I I totally I I can't like empathize with you because I'm not in the same position. Yeah, but but I know you have that same. Yeah, I I totally understand. Yeah, I know. I know you. I mean, I look at my siblings because we were all raised in the faith. Um, All. I mean, I'll include I'll include my half siblings in that because we're close. But all eight of us are raised in the faith, and there's really only two, maybe three of us who still follow the faith, right? Mm. And and you have to look like I've looked at why that is. Like, is it is it because you know they just want to take a step back? Is it because something my parents how my our, our parents presented the information? You know, what is it? Um, 
but yeah, I, I totally, I, I think that's also part of a, I think I could be part of a healthy journey. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it, because the way I, I interpret God, the way I view God is like, God recognizes we're all on a journey, right? And, yeah, and if no, he definitely. thinks, if he thinks we're in this fallen world of sin, that's trying to corrupt us, like he's going to understand that we're going to start questioning things, right? Yeah, because that's the nature sure. of the world we're in. And so for you to take a step back because you like you saw issues with how things were presented, like with the view of the God, with the view of God that I have, like he totally understands yeah, that. He's you not going to condemn me. Right. That's exactly, that's how I came about it, right? right. I've read the Bible. Mm-hmm. I've read a lot of the Bible. I've studied it. I went all through Christian education, right. okay? I'm very familiar with Christian theology. Yeah. The God that I believed in was not going to condemn me for looking to Hinduism and other aspects. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm taking a step back, right? Whatever anyone else wants to think about it, I I just don't want to have this conversation with my parents because I'm afraid that they're not going to be able to see this aspect. Yeah. yeah. You know, I've, I've tried like talking to them about aliens, right? I was right. like, cause like, I was like, you know, let's feel this out. Let's see what they're talking about. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, there's these crazy stories, mom. I'm telling her. And she's like, Kyle, it's see the, they, the have devil. Be, they have to be the devil. <laughs> and I was like, like come no, they don't. <laughs> yeah. Like in the Bible, it, it even says that there are, there's life among worlds. Like, Right. It even references that. Right. <laughs> but no, I, and I, I think that's, I, I really think that's part of like our parents' generation was, yeah. Uh, well, because like uh, the thing, the thing our, our church is kind of known for is like, they're, they do not want to be duped. <laughs> you know what I yeah. mean? Like they do not, they do not want to, uh, be, uh, our church really prides itself on prophecy, biblical prophecy. And what our, what the church believes is that in the end times, Satan is going to try to, Satan's going to present itself. Yes, he's going to put crazy ways. He's going to put his full force into trying to sway people away from God. So, well, it's it's the the root of it is the view of a three tiers three tier life, right? You have hell below, life in the middle, heaven above. Right. It, it's it's just kind of the three tier view has been such a long standard. Yeah, you see it in in um, natives. You see it in many aspects of other religions. You see right. it in all sorts of things. The belief in gods, the belief in demons. The bad people. The way I view it is kind of, it's. I, I think it's a lot more internal, hmm. right? You know, everybody has bad thoughts, right? right. Everybody does. Mm-hmm. You know, no human is perfect. Right. But the idea is that within us, there is a battle going on. Right. There's this, you know, your battle between what you should be doing, the good, what you everybody knows in your choices what's good and bad right i think like you know when you're making a bad move on somebody i guess but i don't know that's just kind of how i view it right. more more internal than internal than external forces okay <clears throat> do you mean like like spirit because like i, I guess christianity kind of has that view yeah, the as holy a- spirit Right. Like there's there's a spiritual battle which can be viewed as internal as well. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, but sorry, what, what, what were we talking about? <laughs> I forgot. I, I, you had something and I wanted to respond to it. I thought it was a really good point. Um, mm, I'm blanking. But oh, 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 I, I, um, I want to bring up this point. 
because I, I think you kind of alluded you alluded to this in um, your first episode, which was interesting. Like, oh, what, when you're talking about consciousness, I think so. And, and you brought up the point, like, uh, I, I forget the whole um, argument you were making, but like, when we become God, so and so, and like, it becomes Hinduism. boring. It becomes boring. Hinduism, yeah, yeah. Could you could you elaborate on that? Because I, I had a comment on that. I wanted to discuss. Okay, so. Like, nobody wants it to be boring in a perfect world or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so, I don't know. Think about your vacations. Right. I don't know about you, but I can only sit around and watch Netflix for, <laughs> for like, two days. Like, everybody, you know, when I'm at work, dude, all I want to do is, fuck, I just want to go home. I want to smoke a fucking bowl. I want to lay down and watch some fucking TV. Right. I, I feel like that's pretty common, that yeah. feeling. But most people can't do that for very long, at least in my... In my experience, we get to the point where we're like, nah, let's go do something. Let's take a vacation. Let's go. And so, but think about this in aspect of, of infinity, right? If we are gods, yeah. If if the Hinduism is Hinduism is a view that the world is the great act, the theater of right. the gods, we come down from our godly forms into these human bodies to play around in the theater. <laughs> All these fuckheads. Right? We're just fucking down here playing around when the gods are watching. Playing theater. Right? <clears throat> I don't know. That's kind of how I interpret it. Don't. I'm not teaching a Hinduism <laughs> class here. <laughs> but um, I don't know when you, if as a god we have the ability to take human form and go do whatever, go. Hey, let me, you know, live a crazy pleasurable life. Let me go, you know, sit in bathtubs, whatever. Like, right. how long can you do that to the point where? I want to have an experience. You mean like... I want to have something happen to me, which I don't know. Put me in there against the odds. (laughs) Let me fight my way out. And and I I think that we actually learn something. I think this is a way to learn about life. Learn, you know, the aspects of... Dude, because think about life, man. You cannot have life without death. The living implies dying. Right. If, if we're not going to die, then we're just existing. <laughs> yeah. So and even to feel the excitement of life, you have to die. And that's what that's what the that's what our bodies are. This is what the flesh and bone is. The, the experience. Hmm. I think there's something more beyond that. I think there's lots of evidence of it, too. If you go on Netflix and look at after life after life, I think is what it's called. Hmm really good they just look at um uh near-death experiences of people's out-of-body experiences and i have had an out-of-body experience it's crazy dude it's mind-bending dude this is another reason why i got out of religion because i religion couldn't explain it for me but it was i took an edible and it was like around the time when i first started smoking Mm -hmm. So my tolerance wasn't very high. I think I took like 50 milligrams and just went to bed. I was just, it was late. I think it was probably close to midnight. Mm. And I woke up. Or so you thought. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to, I got to collect my thoughts on the, on the experience and figure out how to describe it. It's, it's a very, it's difficult to put to words. Like you saw your own body. I, literally was it was if, it was it was you're watching like a, from a video camera from a camera right yeah where am i what am i seeing from? <laughs> what is up there that's an eye you know like if 
it literally throws the aspect of we're just a body out the window because what is that right i'm i was hovering over my body mm. a good like foot or two not too much i could i saw the top of my head and my arms so this is I, after you woke up this wasn't like a it dream. was a full half day i was like this a half day I went, <laughs> you did tell me I that got <laughs> up my alarm went off i was like watching myself do everything i do every day it was automatic i got up got in the shower scrub a dub dub <laughs> brushed my teeth walked outside made a bagel got in my truck start driving like this is scary because i'm not in control i was watching dude i was watching i could make my body talk I could make my body kind of move like like oh i kind of wanted a soda because we had some sodas in the truck yeah, yeah i drove my truck to my parents place got out of my truck got my dad's truck we drove to livingston we were working in livingston i'm sitting in the truck jordan's like trying to talk to me i was disassociated as fuck because i wasn't in my body bruh it was freaky at this i didn't even know what to think dude i'm like sitting there like holy fuck i was fucking cutting siding whatever just like i do every day right. working out of my body until i was finally slowly pulled back into my body <laughs> jostled back and then and then at lunch jordan was like talking to me and i was like yo dude i'm like i'm fucked up <laughs> and he's like dude you've been kind of acting weird today are you okay and i i just like i was like dude i was like out of my body for until now like right. and i was like, it was just ask jordan i literally had yeah. that conversation with him yeah it's <sighs> so you like saw yourself go to the bathroom yeah Dude. <laughs> I'm just fucking doing whatever I do. Like, what? It's wild. And so then there's so there's experiences too of people who are in surgery, and then you know they get put they're under anesthesia, yeah. and then all of a sudden, boof, they're out of their body and they're like on the ceiling, floating, <clears throat> watching their surgery, watching, um, watching their yeah their surgery, yeah. That's they nuts. see the the lady bring in the anesthesia. They they recognize the people. They recognize them afterwards too. Right. One lady said she saw in the next room a guy getting his leg cut off, and they put his leg in a yellow plastic bag, decomposed bag, to yeah. throw it away. The doctor didn't even know what was going on in the room. The surgeon, when she was talking to him, he went and checked the books. Yes, a guy. Oh, it's like leg. verify that she yeah. actually saw it. She okay. saw it. How? She was under her, she was put under on and, the table and she was flatlining while it happened. And it's not like she could just say that she was like awake because the doctor who was doing her surgery. Yeah. The, I mean, the podcast that I mentioned in my first episode, where is your mind mm. by Mark Goat? It's a good podcast. It'll explain all this stuff. Yeah. It's crazy. That's wild. But like, that's the aspect that I, that I believe is the, the separation, the, the soul, the right. whatever. Yeah. That's crazy, man. Did you, was that because you recently had a shroom experience? Yeah. Did you have that? No. What was it like? So, Could okay, you compare? Me, can you me, compare okay. between like weed and that? Because yeah. I, I mean, I have not done any so, like some people anything like that. Okay, weed. Because you described weed as just like a numbing. No, but like you just like feel like I don't, yeah, <laughs> you just I mean, feel good. I don't know, like kinda. it's a it's nice and relaxing, right? You know, it it relaxes my brain. I feel like I carry a lot of tension, mm. like you know, I, I'm like thinking about like you know, I'm I've worked my way pretty high up in this painting company. Okay, I'm they're about to hire me to run a crew in a like a couple months, 
right? Yeah. This is going to be like, I, I carry some responsibilities over there. So I'm, I'm always carrying kind of some stressing. sort of pressure. Right. When I get home, it's not, you know, I, when you smoke every day, the, the, the high is less. Right. My body, Your body gets used to it. it. Yeah. I would say when you first start smoking, you're going to have different experiences in the beginning, but then it's going to start being really consistent. Hmm as you become like a stoner, I guess is what you would say. But so as far as describing the experience for you, it's going to be different than right. what I would describe because right. your body's going to be like, Whoa, new experience. Yeah. That's kind of what happened with shrooms for me. Okay. You know, I didn't know what I've heard people describe things. People say that things come alive. I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> the walls are moving. Right. But I, I don't know the, the walls kind of, they kept their shape, but the inside of it was fluid. So not kind of like wavy, kind of ripply. Oh, I see what you're saying. And it was, yeah. it was like in my perspectives, it would kind of get a little weirder. You yeah. can trip violently on shrooms if you take enough. I didn't take. Okay. Much. Yeah. Talk about how much you took and like what form you took. How did so you take I that? took, I, I had an eighth of shrooms. An eighth an gram? Eighth. Yeah. Or like an eighth of a shroom. <laughs> no. An, an eighth. People who, people who. Do drugs and we'll know what that is. <laughs> okay, so I, sorry. It's 3.5 grams. And do you like, are there like certain kinds of shrooms? Like, yeah, I mean, there's different strains. Do you know there's what kind you took? I do not know. You just trusted this guy? Dude, <laughs> just dude just let me tell you about the guy I bought my shrooms from. He gave me, I already told you, he gave me this book. Nice, dude, I literally could tell, I could tell that guy anything. Nicest motherfucker I've ever met in my life. I just felt so comfortable and at home with him. Are they criminalized? Sorry, shrooms? I don't know how any of this stuff works. Dude, I don't know. I think kind of, yeah. But like you'll just get like a fine. You're not like they'll take 50 your, bucks. They'll take your shit. <laughs> they'll take your shit. I mean, that's right. kind of it. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I, a coworker of mine actually had shrooms with him when a cop was like, he he's crazy. He was like at a party, fucking drunk as shit. Mm-hmm. And this cop was like trying to take his shrooms. And he's like, he's like, that's powdered CBD, you dumbass. He's <laughs> like, I have, I have my medical card. And the cop left him alone. It was literally mushrooms in a bag. And the cop like uh, listened to it. Didn't even like check. He didn't even, yeah, he just walked away. But, <laughs> but yeah, like, oh my so I don't know, as far as how criminalized right. it is. I mean, I just fucking texted a guy and mm, got him. <laughs> whatever. Okay, so you I'm took. Not, I'm not condoning the use of any drug. Thank Period. You. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> okay. So, how much did you buy? You only bought, I bought 3.5 grams. Okay. I ate probably 2.5 in my tacos. I put them in my tacos, rolled them up, <laughs> ate my tacos. Yummy, yummy. <laughs> And then we sat down and started watching Netflix. I think we were watching Bob's Burgers. And I started like getting. The- That's a good show to hallucinate to. Bro. <laughs> I don't know, dude. I wasn't vibing with watching anything. It got to the point where I was like, yeah, turn this off. I don't want to watch anything. Because I okay. just felt I, I was like, I wanted to feel. I've been getting into poetry mm-hmm. recently. So I wanted to read some poetry and, and think. Right. Uh, I've been also reading. I've I ordered two philosophy books one on the overall history of philosophy and one on plato's works mm. and i've been listening to a philosophy podcast which like one? at work it's called philosophize this okay yeah yeah That's have a, you listened to it i have a couple yeah a couple i really like the host it's it's really good I yeah think. so yeah i'm just i've been getting into that aspect and i just kind of wanted to reflect on some thoughts that i've been thinking you know mm-hmm. i've been on this sort of journey from religion to spiritual i'm wanting to connect these things i've i waited to take shrooms until i felt ready i think shrooms can be dangerous i think shrooms can really expose things that you don't like about yourself 
And that's what these like violent hallucinations are. People come out of those and better themselves. I think, dude, shrooms are powerful, man. Like I'm telling you, as based on my experience, it starts, I'm on the couch. Um, didn't really know what to think at first. It was kind of like I, similar to when I first smoked marijuana. Yeah. I'm like, you know, didn't really know what the experience was. Just kind of having a lot of feelings at once. Mm-hmm. Um, things were doing the wavy stuff. <clears throat> like was um, Nicole there with you? Yeah, she actually took some. Okay, too. did she? Did she look like? How did she look? I mean, like to you? Do you know what I mean? Did she look wavy? No. Okay. No. So the, when I would really like focus on things, they would look fine. I, I would say the visual aspects were minimal. Okay. Okay. It was kind of more in my peripheral and just a natural like softness to my oh, eyes, slowness to my eyes. The the experience itself was a lot more internal as far as how I felt. Hmm. I felt very lighthearted. I felt like I was laughing at everything. <laughs> like Nicole and I were just laughing our asses off, smiling, having a great time. Um, every time we would go downstairs, I'd be like, come on, let's go on a journey. And we would just, you know, dude, it was such a wonderful experience. I just felt so good. And people describe this as kind of like bringing your innocence back. I think the world Mm. kills our innocence because we see so much cruelty. I mean, especially in a time with Ukraine getting attacked. Like what the fuck is Putin on, dude? It's horrible. Dude, literally a tank fucking driving, went out of its way, ran over a fucking car. Yeah. And like, they're like people down there, like trying to pull this. It was an old guy. This is just living in Ukraine, dude. Like what the fuck? It's nuts, bro. This kind of shit just kills our innocence. And the the shroom experience, I just felt really lighthearted. I I was laughing a lot. Alan Watts talks about like a reason why we might laugh. And it's, it kind of just like helps us understand the world. I felt like I just had a really, like an understanding of, of, like why we should treat people with Which, respect, yeah, yeah. you know, like, Especially in like, a time like human this, life right? is, is so valuable. Yeah. It, human life is the most important thing on this planet and it needs to be protected. Hmm. That's kind of how I was feeling. And dude, I was, I, <laughs> I just like was thinking about other people's experiences, you know, thinking about whoever is having like not as good of a time as me. And yeah. I was feeling pain for them. It was, it was weird, hmm. you know? Um, yeah. So what, what we ended up doing is we were, I was just, we were laying in bed, you know, cuddling. I I was listening to some, like uh, the deep focus podcast or playlist playlist on Spotify. Mm -hmm. I listened to that a lot. Um, that's what we were listening to. And I was just looking at poetry and just thinking and whatever. Uh, at one point I felt like a presence and I just wanted to lean into it. And it was like, it felt like a presence that I had known for a really long time. And mm-hmm. it was Nicole obviously sitting next to me, but I didn't think of the presence as Nicole. Oh. I just thought of it as like, oh, this is a familiar warming presence. That's right. kind of like, I felt her there, like just in different feelings, different aspects. I felt like elevated, like an elevated version of what we typically feel, I guess. Okay, yeah. <clears throat> um. Wow. I was telling, (laughs) dude, I was literally just like basically sitting there and just saying like how I felt and trying to put how I felt into words. At at one point I, (laughs) (laughs) I told Nicole that, that time was a loop. Like I felt, cause I felt, I felt like we had been in this situation for like an eternity, millennia, like infinity. Like it felt like I had just like 
almost as if I had viewed this experience from a higher perspective, like, like as if while we were up there looking at our lifetimes and what, what could happen, you know, we were like, Oh, look at that experience that, that is going to be really great. Like, cause I personally, I think, I think time, we don't understand time as how time is. We can't understand it. Yeah. It hurts. It hurts to think. I, I listen to a lot of crazy podcasts about theories like this. So. Right. But I don't know. So I, I just kind of had that feeling. Um, at one point, I was I was getting up to leave. I, I said, I'm going to go pee to Nicole. And I waited because I knew she was going to say something. And I was excited to hear what she was going to say because it was my favorite part. I felt that in my soul. I didn't move. I didn't budge because I was like, here it comes. I was literally waiting. And she was like, she said some cute ass shit. Like, oh, don't leave without a kiss. or whatever. I forgot what it what actually really? was in the moment. But while in that experience, I was like, holy shit, here it comes. She said it. And I just started laughing and like crying. I was like, oh my God. I, I was waiting for that. Nicole. Like, yeah. Like, dude, I'm telling you, it's weird. Like shrooms are crazy. Wow. Like, at one point we came downstairs and we made some tea and put the rest of the shrooms in the tea and i ended my experience uh by rolling a joint and smoking a joint and just sitting and reflecting and i wrote some poetry because i've been trying to write poetry dude it's hard for a while dude it's hard <laughs> it's not I, easy man. like i i like everything that i've written i've been working on in my head for a long time like i'm I have one in my head that I want to get out, but I can't yet. It's kind of, it's been in there for a while, but I just kind of, I don't know. I, the shroom experience helped. It, it really just helped the words flow to me. I don't know. That's just how that's, I describe it. I feel it. like that's a common thing though. For people to write. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so this is what I wrote. If life is a book, then poetry, it's subject. Our life's the paper and action's the ink. We are both object and subject. In order to live, we must die. Death is the wage and only after life will we be able to read our page. That's what I wrote. Oh, uh, I thought you were reading more because I saw more there. I was like, oh, whoa. No. Dude, that's what you wrote under shrooms? That's what I was on shrooms. (laughs) Whoa. That's crazy. Did Nicole write any poetry? She did not. (laughs) Nicole kind of... How did she take uh, it? Well, she... So, she uh, believes in, like, maybe the universe, but not really. She she wants to believe. Um, At this point, she believes more in consciousness because of... I had... She's listened to the podcast of Where Is Your Mind, and she started to believe that there's something more. What do you mean by the universe? Like believe the universe what does that mean some people think that you know the universe it's not as a god it's more as like the universe is the energy that's running things oh it's like spirituality but less i see you're saying yeah i don't know yeah okay in these near-death experiences people describe a light being that is very comforting it's like you're being held but you're not being held like you have the the pure feeling like you know when you get a hug like dude hugs are fucking awesome let's <laughs> right there like everybody loves holding something yeah. being close and like right. that right and so just that feeling but the pure feeling of it yeah like people describe that when they get like to that place when they almost die yeah they go through the tunnel and they get there and there's a light being waiting for them that, that shows them a, a slideshow of their life <laughs> on powerpoint it's honeycomb transition. <laughs> Dude, it's literally no. So this guy, he he has four near death experiences: <laughs> struck by lightning, heart attack, <clears throat> brain aneurysm, or some shit, and another heart attack. 
four near-death experiences and wow. he had four life recaps and he tells he, he is adamant about the fact he said you don't miss anything you get there and it's your life every moment you can count the hair on the eyebrow of the doctor that pulls you out that vagina bro that's what he said <laughs> It's in HD. You see everything. <laughs> it's in HD. You see your entire life. But he said, you see, you see from your perspective, then you see every person's perspective that you had an interaction with and you feel what they felt, what you, what the feeling that you gave to them. Wow. You felt that <clears throat> and you felt the effects afterwards. This guy fought in, in Vietnam and he felt the death of every man he killed, felt the pain of every family of the person that he, he killed, killed for missing them. He felt it all four times. He said, have, have no fear. The universe is just. The people who cause pain feel the exact pain that they cause. Wow. That's what he, that, that was his message. That's what he felt four times in a row. Dude. Like that's crazy. Could you imagine shit. going through that and having to read. Imagine, it? imagine Hitler's ass, bro. Get <laughs> fucked. Hitler slideshow. Yeah, it's an eternity. Wow. It's you feel it all in a moment, like that. <laughs> that's why I'm like, okay, this time we don't understand time at all, dude. Wow. But it, I mean, even Einstein said it. Time is time is just how a, a mode in which we view the world. Mm -hmm. It's not a set yeah. rule, right? It's just how we see things because our body lives 80 to 100 years. Dude. And to us, that's everything. That's the whole motherfucker. But in the reality of it. Right. It's not that long. Yeah. And so basically the whole the whole message of, of this idea is that the small things matter most. Yeah. Right. Another lady that had a near-death experience who also experienced a slideshow of her life. She... Um, cursed out a, a clerk at a, a grocery store because she was upset. She felt the pain that that lady felt and she felt that lady get mad at all the other customers in line and felt all their pain. They went home and brought that to other yeah. people. She felt it all. Yeah. All the, Everything that you do. Right. But that means all the good that, they, that you do, you know, the, the good feelings that you put on people, you feel that shit too. Right. So, I mean, that, I think, I think if... If you need a reason to treat people good, there's your reason. Because <laughs> I mean, I think that in my mind, that's all that matters. Treating people well. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's the it's relationship experience. Hmm. You know, it's I'm in this body on this earth, having an experience. So is everybody else. We're all we didn't choose to be here. We all just woke up. And why ruin someone else's someone you know? experience? Yeah, exactly. Right. Everybody's having an experience. Yeah. So in my mind, let's make it so everybody, when you're born on earth and you start this experience out, you're going to have a goddamn roof over your head and some food in your stomach. Because we have the ability to do that, dude. There's motherfuckers out here with so much they don't know what to do. Jet, what's, yeah, fucking Bezos bought a $490 million boat. De disassembled a natural bridge because it was so big they couldn't get it out of where they built it <laughs> i did oh, the math no. that boat if he didn't buy that boat and put all that money into feeding people a million people would have five hundred dollars that's a, that's enough to feed you for a month am, am i wrong five hundred dollars is groceries for a month yeah for sure for families 
like a some family families, of, I think. Yeah. But yeah, if you're if you really need food, yeah, five hundred like goes money, a long way. Dude, when you're when you need money, a yeah. hundred bucks is huge. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Like, no, I totally know what you mean. Five hundred bucks. Like this is what I'm saying. Like that's a lot of beans and rice you can buy. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. you know, if we're talking ways to help, but obviously then there's he has donated millions and millions and millions of dollars to charity, and the problem really lies in just it's so spread out with so many different charities trying to do different things. We need to isolate like humanity's goals as a whole humanity. What do we need to focus on for the world? I talked about this in the other episode, right? Like make a list. I I I heard of that. I, I remember you saying that and that got me thinking like, like, especially right now when people are watching what's happening in Ukraine, yeah. everybody's upset about this. Mm-hmm. Even the Russians, they're getting silenced. They are protesting they're and protesting. getting thrown in jail because yeah. it's a it's a, a right. authoritarian regime over there. Like, it's fucked up. Yeah. Humans realize it. The humans that are, are you know, have feelings. <laughs> what's like, that? what's a, they, there's just a couple of old bloodthirsty fucks that hold all the power, they're about to die. Putin's 70 years old. No shit, he's trying to start a war. He's about to die. He's running out of time. He wants to make his stupid ass regime, dude. He's literally gonna end the world if he can. Like that's so fucked up. Yeah. Like nukes should not exist, dude. War shouldn't even happen. It's wild, dude. But then you can It is, it's like, it's, it's such a, it's such a hard situation to like, yeah. think about because like uh, obviously like a big topic in recent years has been like well a big topic in general has been like the u.s spending on like military budget like how much they should really spend dude how if if we dropped war and just stopped putting dump throwing money away dude it's so it's such a tough thing obviously i'm no politician or economist but like you think about yeah, exactly. you think about um it's like okay let, let's let's reduce how much we put into our military into some other things that really benefit people in the moment, you know, like p- helping people who are, have no home, like who are homeless people who can't yeah. um, eat. Like uh, what's the statistic of like uh, hungry families in America? It's yeah. like way bigger than you think it yeah, is. Yeah, it really is, dude. Um, I, I mean, speaking from experience, like it's hard to, for me, even just being single and my bills, like it's kind of hard to budget and, and not, and have enough like money to fucking feed yourself. Bozeman, like, Montana is expensive, dude. I've had a couple times where I have ha- put the last of my money into gas, and like, yeah. I'm waiting a couple fucking you put, days. Cross your for, fingers and like, hope you can yeah, make it. yeah. And what's fucked up about it is everybody says, "Well, work work on your spending, dude. Fix your spending." And then everywhere we look is perfectly. Uh, meticulously made advertisements waiting to get us to spend our money because that's what they want. Yeah. They want us to stay broke and stay living off of our jobs because it keeps us, uh, it keeps us down here Yeah, in our little area. And then they're like, the rich are just like playing their little fucking chess. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have 2 million guys. So I'm going <laughs> to go to war with this guy. <laughs> like, right. That's what's happening, dude. This is human. We're humans. Like, can we just put these old people in a nursing home and let them play Risk? <laughs> like, am I wrong, dude? Just play some Risk, bro. Play some Risk. It's a fun game. You get it all out of your system. Then you can go home, sip on your apple juice, and go to bed. You're out by 9.30. How does that sound, dude? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Fuckers. 
wild, dude. It's wild. And, and and like I would think back to like what I said about the the military spending. Like obviously, there's a lot of stuff we should like attempt to solve, and so we have to cut like military funding. But then when you take your focus off of like your military and what's happening internationally, that can really cause a problem, right? Because a lot of people look to the U.S. to be there. Do you know what I mean? When yeah. when when the when the crap hits the fan, because you know it, it's well, it's it's important to like focus on what's happening internationally. And I understand that, and that's why the, like the balancing act is so hard. Do you know what I mean? And I think I don't know a lot about. Well, yeah, it's I mean it's incredibly complicated. I'm it's sure so, it's, um, you're literally dealing with people who don't want to listen to you. Why? Like Putin doesn't want to listen to anybody. Why would he? Right. He's the king of motherfucking Russia. Okay. <laughs> Like, he's like, fuck you, I have nukes. <laughs> Shut up, I'm going to fucking invade Ukraine. Fine. Like, that's exactly what's happening, dude. Like, you what? He, he's not going to listen. Yeah. But, and everybody's saying, like, the sanctions and blah, blah, blah. He's playing for this, okay? Right. Everybody's this is like, his economy is small. That's exactly what Putin wants. Why would he want a large economy? He knows that they're going to try to cripple his economy as soon as he tries to start war. Putin doesn't want an economy. He wants... Soviet Russia back. He wants to rebuild his empire. He's just going to fucking try to kill everybody and take all this land back. That's literally what he's going to try to do. Dude, like and during all of it, China's looking at Taiwan now. Yeah. Oh my god. And and you know what we have China wants Taiwan. China gets pissed when anybody even says Taiwan because Taiwan isn't a country. They're literally starting by Telling their citizens that Taiwan is not a country through mass media because everybody looks at their phones and gets all of their information through their phone. They figured this out. China tells them Taiwan's not a country. Taiwan's not a country. They just slip it in everything. In every TV show, every whatever that goes on in China, Taiwan's not a country. I see Chinese people telling people, hey, China's not a country, you dumbass. Taiwan's not a country. Like on TikTok, you, you see comments like yeah. that. Yeah. Guess what's going to happen? China, Taiwan's going to become not a country, okay? Because right. China's going to fucking take them. Yeah. It's going to happen soon and it's going to be the start of World War Three, Dude, and like... And then Biden's going to send me a letter and I'm going to laugh in his face. <laughs> you dumbass. I'm not <laughs> going to fight no stupid ass war. Oh my God. Just like, just watching, like watching those videos... Of the people in Ukraine, of like, you know, all the the bombings, not the bomb, what's the term you, not bombing, but like strikes. Like strikes yeah, missile strikes. Missile strikes. Dude, they hit a fucking kindergarten. Yeah, it's, it's, it's literally mad. war crimes. It's, 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 it's horrible. And just like, I, I, you know, I'm doing my homework. I'm like, let me take a YouTube break. Click on YouTube. Oh, trending, trending is everything is about Ukraine. I click on them like, what am I doing right now solving this circuit problem? Yeah, like, <laughs> dude, I, w- I wake up Thursday morning. I look what am at my I doing phone. right now? Oh, we're about to go to World War Three. Yeah. Time to go paint a house. <laughs> like, what? I'm literally, I got to work. I'm laughing with my coworker. Yeah, let's make sure this trim gets sprayed before we go into nuclear apocalypse. Yeah, man. I was like, yeah, fuck it. Dude, it's like crazy. And, and what's, what's so weird is like, that happened to me like, that's so sad about these people in Ukraine. Like, what am I doing about my homework right now? But then after watching a couple more videos, you're like, all right, I got to get back to doing my homework, right? Life goes on for you, right? Because nothing's right. happening to you. So Imagine be- living in your house and then all of a sudden like- A freaking missile. <laughs> Dude. Imagine trying to drive home from work and you get ran over by a tank. A tank? Like what? First of all, what are you doing still in Ukraine? Get the fuck out. <laughs> right. But like, I mean, literally. I, like, I don't know your situation. I don't know what it's like in Ukraine. I'm right. just a dumb American. Right. <laughs> I don't have to worry about Russia fucking kicking down my doorstep. I know, man. And, yeah. and and then like you go to school, 
and all everyone knows what's going on at school, but yeah. no one's talking about no it at school. No one talks about it. Because until your, one person goes, you're living Ukraine. your normal life, right? And then everybody's like, holy fuck, Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened with me. <laughs> Dude, Ukraine. Yeah, right. It's just like, it's it's... It's kind of it puts what you're doing in perspective. You know what it I mean? It really does. Because you're like, I really you get so focused on your life and paying the bills, paying your tuition, and then you see something like like people are dying, bro. Innocent people are just dying. And you're like, what uh, the fuck? Like, how is this still happening? Yeah. Like everybody needs to just to get, agree to get along. Yeah. Like for the sake of humanity, I think our generation is getting there. You see all what's happening, how everybody's reacting. Like, what the fuck? Like, our generation's done with war, dude. People aren't about to go die for some power-hungry fuck. <laughs> like, you know, like, the Russians have even surrendered in some cases because the Russians are starting to realize, like... Oh, some, like, like soldiers? Some of, the, some of the platoons that they sent out. Oh, they're like, yeah. hey, we're, like, we're not doing fuck this. Because yeah. the Russians are dying more than the Ukrainians because it's harder on attack. I play video games. <laughs> it's harder on the time. <laughs> it's, it, I know it's much more complicated. War is not a video game. That's a dumb. I know I'm just what happened. I'm just joking. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, I mean, right. look at the numbers. More Russians are dying. It's, he's coming at it from a perspective of let's take back the motherland you know let's mm -hmm. take back what's ours right he's making up some dumb shit about there being nazis in ukraine the ukrainian president is jewish <laughs> he's like, jewish. like he's like he put, everybody's like putin why are you doing this you had to kill the nazis because <laughs> that's what happened last time right he was just killing the nazis dude so, it's so crazy because like because you're all you're, uh, you're all in that room, right? You're a high exec. And you're listening to Putin telling you what's going to happen. And you're looking around the room and you're like, all right, this guy's nuts. But how many other people think this guy's yeah, nuts? Dude, you know what you, I mean? You, ha you have to look to the the people dude. who are working with Russia and say, guys, your fucking guy needs to yeah, right. get him out of here, dude. And all, But all the execs are like, all right, we know this guy's dude. nuts. But how many, how many of my other fellow executives think this guy's nuts? Yeah, how many are with this guy? It's so dangerous because you know he has I mean? so much power. Yeah. That's what's terrifying. One of his guys, one of his um, advisors, advised him to um, let, to to not yeah to right. back up and let Ukraine have sovereignty. Yeah, that guy's definitely. And he not. laughed. That guy's. He was like, he's like, we're not discussing that, and he's not going to be around anymore. That guy's definitely guys. not. Around. Like, holy, he tried. Thank you, dude. You're going right. down to history with honor. Right. Because <sighs> it's Wild. all it's all out of fear, man. And then you think this you, is like it's just one guy, dude. This is why. Okay, have you heard of have you heard of the experiment where they put it's the warden prisoner experiment that they did? Explain, explain. So they I might have heard they it, but... take regular people and put them in these roles. Hmm. Regular people, they they all know that they're just regular people. They're doing a little test, a little game. <laughs> they make some of the people wardens and some of the people prisoners. The wardens statistically just get super aggressive naturally because the power that they hold over this other person, they can't do anything. They give them like batons and shit. Oh, okay. And like they start abusing the other people because they have the power. Wow. It's like statistically humans cannot hold power. Without being most. like abusive. Yeah. Right. It's too much for human will just corrupt it. Hmm. Right. So we have to find ways where we take the power out of the position. This is okay, this is my idea for like how to run things. 
Give it to me. A building that's a lot like a, a high school and a dorm. Make a building that's that's a big, you know, similar to what they have now for discussion. Whatever they whatever they use to discuss. Have a big building where everybody goes to discuss all the problems and what we need to do about it. Right. And and that has cameras that are live and the feed is directly live streamed on a website everybody can go to and view at any time. Hmm. You can always watch and listen to what they're discussing. After that, everybody has their own rooms with their own bed, their own area. There's a cafeteria. That's where you stay. While you're there, you are volunteering for the good of the people and you're bringing people will nominate you. Oh, it's like an elected rep. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're an elective rep. Yeah. You've been nominated as someone who has been recognized to have good <clears throat> ethics and, and you know good plans for the future. They go to argue their point in at the building and you do your time. You're not making money. You're not trading stocks and, and right. manipulating the stock market like fucking Nancy Pelosi. You're not, <laughs> quick shout out to Nancy Pelosi. If you're listening, Nancy. <laughs> like it's wild. I they think take the power out of it. It's a service position. The, uh, that's such a good point. Like the service element, because that's that's definitely been taken out of. Like it's not a service. It's, it's a luxury not. job. But like right I, now. I think there's actually some countries who, who have done that. Like on their parliament, they literally like randomly select a one citizen or like a couple, like one citizen or a couple of citizens from like just Dude, the city, Biden, and they like pick them. Biden hasn't lived or worked a single day in this in our United States economy in his life. Really? Yes. Even like from McDonald's, nothing. <laughs> Literally born into fucking. The politics. dude is old. How old is he? He's, he's like been in politics his entire life. Okay. Like he's old too. He's career like politicians are wild to me. Should never exist. Should never have existed. It's crazy. When you let when you okay, think about what you would do for a million dollars. Okay. Now think about how easy it is to sign a slip in a little bit, a little piece of paper. Nobody's going to know about it. Why do you think medicine prices are so expensive, (laughs) dude? It's because if you listen to how the pharmacy system was set up, they basically just gave them blank checks to write because it was so difficult to assess how much it was going to cost to produce. Mm. In the beginning, it was difficult. It was experimental. Now we have people paying way too fucking much for insulin because the corrupt ass kid who was born into the family that runs shit is obviously going to say, oh, yeah, oh, give me more money. Actually, let's let's sell this for more. Insulin can be produced for seven dollars a. Yeah, it's pretty cheap. I I forget shot or whatever. I think it's even less than that. But like it can be cheap. Yeah. But it there is no there is no market because it's run by big pharma. Right. This is the same people producing your vaccines. <laughs> I just like to point that out. It's the same like, person. Everybody's like, take your take your vaccine. I don't want to get on the vaccine topic. But that <laughs> that's okay. Same, yeah. dude. <laughs> no, and I, I agree. Like, I don't think that's really up for debate. Like, we know we know that these like companies are corrupt i mean yeah like, that's it's, what i'm saying so, everybody says everybody says there's no money for free health care i'm like yeah because it's all going to the corrupt fuckers up in the top let's, let's do you like this i home. mean for me i mean i know this myself like my treatments are every i go every six weeks for for my crohn's yeah. for my crohn's disease treatments to the hospital it's through it's an iv infusion and i think they cost around like seven grand each time now if you didn't have if i didn't have medical insurance right like 
You're mo- fucked. You can't, right. you can't afford no. that. No. Nobody I can. I can't afford that. Well, not nobody can, but uh, no, very few. A college student can't. Yeah, exactly. Like, if I didn't have my dad's insurance, we'd be toast. And, you know, it's like my family's seen that time. Like, my dad's diabetic, so he has to pay for insulin. And, and so he's he always knows how much the cost of insulin is. But it's crazy. Like, obviously... A lot of money goes into research and drugs. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna deny that. But how much you're charging when you know that America is like dependent on these? It's, well, <laughs> when you're talking about life or death, yeah. Like no, and dude, that that that. Thank you for bringing it up because that boggles my mind. Like we're literally at the point now where if someone gets badly injured, families are debating what, or families or individuals are debating. Well, is it is it worth bringing yeah. them to the hospital? Yeah. Like, because I have send to send this person in and then come out with a dead guy and a bunch and, of dead? right. Like, is it worth it? Yeah. Like, holy fuck. Like, that's, we're literally debating that. Dude, like, dude. I had that topic with my um, with the guy from my church. Um. Well, he was talking about his friend that he had, and he was saying how. Um, the family of his friend knew that he was like depressed and he was go- he was like like suicidal almost but like they didn't want to like bring him in because like get, get him help because they don't have any money like dude like we're literally at that point now you know what I mean like it's wild it sh- that it, should never happen yeah. it should never have happened it's I mean this I think this is just at the very root of it a lot the people who are who are gravitating towards powerful positions are not fit for power. That's just the bottom line. People who want power shouldn't have it. We That's just it. we just pick like we should just get like some random people we select. Like there's a reason there's like- a reason why like every every quiet person quiet like you know low key who they're just working honest worker there's a reason why they're like you know they know what they're talking about. Yeah. Like they've seen it all and they 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 know what's they're happening. Constantly- they, they don't want to go up there. That that's fucked. Who yeah. wants to go deal with that? Yeah. Right? Like, I have no desire to go into politics at all. No. That sounds horrible. Yeah. No. But clearly, I know that there's a problem. Most people do. When yeah. you really look at it. Yeah. But it's just fucked up. It is. <clears throat> it's like, how, how do you even tackle an issue like this? You <laughs> say, hey, stop it. Like, what? Yeah. It's everything's so interconnected. Like, yeah. It, no, it literally yeah, is. In order to change. Tough. You have to change everything. I mean, it's it's rooted in um, our technology. We looked at, I think, what to be very rudimentary technology as Facebook and TikTok. Like this shit is just dumbing our brains. Okay, it's addictive. Yeah. Because it's designed to be addictive and dumb us down. Not really designed to dumb us down. It was designed to be addictive and make money. Right. That the aftershock. The cause that they didn't see coming is how dumb it's making. That rewired you, dude. Most people have their conversations fully through twenty-eight characters or whatever it is. (laughs) You're character limited. (laughs) Like you can't have any sort of meaningful conversation. Yeah. In order to have a deep understanding of what we're talking about, like meaningful topics, we have to sit down and do this. What we're doing. Right. This is why I love podcasts so much. It opens up everything. This is why, like, people who were, like, saying Joe Rogan was racist, I'm just like, okay, well, they, they just don't listen to the podcast. They just listen to the news station. Right. Tells them whatever they want to think. So, yeah. Like, whatever. That's why he didn't even, he didn't even bother, like, addressing it, really. He just came out with a statement because Spotify told him he probably had to. Yeah. Joe Rogan is an adoptive father of a black kid, I believe. 
Like, did he? Did he drop he it? Didn't, and, like, what he didn't. He did not drop that because oh. he doesn't. He's not racist. That's so dumb. He's had so many people. Michelle Obama on his fucking show. He's had Kanye on his show. He's had Alex he's Jones. Had, <laughs> he's had. He's had yeah. I was like, what? But he's had Alex Jones. He's listening to everybody. Oh my god. I know. They, yeah. Like, dude, if you think it's a good idea to not listen to something, like, dude, you should listen to whatever you can. Get all the information. If you're trying to like censor early something, early on that's when I was when I was getting into politics, I started following more democratic um, coverage. Or uh, yeah, like yeah, uh, Facebook posts, whatever. Yeah, on whatever I was following because I wanted to hear the other side. I wanted to see what other people were saying. You have to look at both perspectives if you want to come to a good conclusion. Yeah, like let's be. Let's try to be smart. Yeah, it's like reasonable my, human beings. My podcast. Let's think more. Let's think higher. Let's, yeah, you know, think more about what you're basing everything on. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode and want to do something to help, you can rate the podcast on Spotify and tell a friend. <laughs>